Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Stepping on board the IS-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. When we last escaped from this random assemblage of fools, the crew had just come to the realization that the plants in Gated Galaxy's Indiana-based greenhouses weren't originally from Earth. Where did they come from, and what are they doing there? I realize these are probably rhetorical questions, but let's listen in and see if anyone has a clue. Explain what you mean by not from Earth. So that's a no for Captain Madeline. Which part is confusing you? Not or Earth? Also, please let go of my arm. I can't feel my fingers. So alien then? From another planet? Yes. But uh, aren't those the same plants we have down in 1344? B. Can we just assume the whoms and the bees from now on? Sure. But Earth must be full of plants you don't know. Deep in the rainforests or engineered in someone's lab. Perhaps it's a graft of some sort, like ivy combined with, uh, with... With what? A Tyrannosaurus Rex? Look, I don't know every plant, but I know the basics of Earth plant life. That isn't it. Perhaps we might return to Joseph's question. What exactly is growing in 1344? Not saying it. I beg your pardon? I'm not saying the letter. I'm not saying... Did you take a ride in Dr. Von Habesetzer's centrifuge again? Lead. How many times am I telling you? Sorry. 1344B. Are they the same alien plants as the ones on Earth? But they came from Earth. How can they be alien? They can't be alien, can they? They're not exactly. Yes or no? Sort of? Hmm. How very helpful. And reassuring. Doctor... What do you actually know about these plants? Well, a great deal more than I would like to know, and a great deal less than I need. Ugh, this is such a puzzle we are building here. So many pieces. Even I do not have them all. Well, let's start with what you do have. Very well. You are correct that these plants are not from Earth. We believe they are from a distant galaxy called Periculum Somnum Exterelli. What does that mean? Uh, nothing special. It was named for the undergraduates who accidentally found it during a, a rather boozy party at the observatory. 
Genis periculum, alis somnum, and nati exterere. Uh, if I could just extricate myself from the captain and leap here, please disengage. <sighs> Thank you. <clears throat> what makes you think these plans are from periculum somnum exterere? If you do not mind, young fellow, I will explain in the order. My mind, it, uh, it gets so tangled with the higgledy and the piggledy, as you say. Who says that? Shh. When I say these plants are from periculum somnum exterere. Oh. Uh, let us just say PSE for the shorts. Mm. We will be here forever just saying periculum somnum exterere. Oh, there I go again. Dog! Yes, uh, thank you. When I say these plants are from the PSE, I mean originally, you see. They've been in Earth for perhaps many millennia. That's impossible. They would have been discovered. I think you were not listening with such care, my doctor fellow. Or my fellow doctor. Ha! So good. I said in, not on. Could we speed this up, please? Jesse and the freeze are still AWOL, as is Greg, and I really don't want to have to sit through this three more times. Being omnipresent-ish has its drawbacks. Yes, yes, the plants. Und plant is a very inexact word, you are understanding? We only know earth plants with the leaves and the roots and the being green in that, and because these have leaves and rootish things and greenness, we also call them plants. But they are not. On their world, they are the masters. You see? So they're sentient. And very smart. And destructive. Very many centuries ago, there was a war on their home planet in the PSC galaxy. Many died. Some escaped and flew far, finally landing here on Earth. Well, over there, actually. How do you know all this? We have pieced it together from what they tell us. Wait, tell? <gasps> I can see my finger! Congratulations! Show me. Hey! I can't help which finger it is. It just showed up. Communication is, as you may imagine, rather awkward, as our understanding of their language is poor. Plus there is the eating. They eat people. <laughs> yes. Being a translator is nearly always fatal. We are not sure if our translators have said something insulting or if the plant is merely hungry. Is that my elbow? I think it is. It's the right distance from your finger, but there's just space in between. See? Ouch! That's not space, you idiot! That's invisible me! Oh, right. Sorry. So, they escaped the war on their planet and came to Earth. Landing at that place where Julie and Mrs. Sheffield are? Uh, no. We are not sure where they landed. At least we did not know this when I left Earth rather unexpectedly. We were down to the one last translator who wasn't very good. Got a lot of things wrong, actually. Was quite a relief when they ate him. Oh, what the hell is that? I think it's a tongue. What's it doing there? Seriously? Oi, there are some serious plot details here. Pay attention. Okay. But, Colin, could you grow some skin or something? That thing just flapping there is really gross. Grow some skin? Do you understand how invisibility works? The only tongue that should be flapping right now is Dr. Von Habesetzer's. Seriously. Colin, could you stand behind a screen or something? Ugh, that's just unpleasant. Doctor? Danka. These creatures need a particular atmosphere to survive, just as we do. Back then, they needed sulfur, and a great deal of it. Many died while they were searching for a suitable atmosphere. The sulfur springs. 
Precisely. By the way, anyone have some crackers, perhaps? I could use a little nibble. Tommy's rumbling. I could eat. There are sulfur springs in Indiana. Yes. There used to be some quite fancy resorts scattered around the state where people came for the supposed health benefits of the water. Apparently, the waters were quite helpful for uh, constipation, among other things. So, what did these plant guys do? Just stand around pretending to be decorative topiary or something? Topiary. I do know things. Goodness, no. Can you imagine? Come have a good poop and then be one. I don't think this is the best marketing slogan, eh? <laughs> no, they follow the springs deep below ground to the source and stay there in caves and tunnels for thousands of years. It is only recently they have been coming to the surface. Why now? This is the $64 question, is it not? What's changed? We have. Humans. What? We're tastier? More nutritionally dense? One tongue. One, two, three molars and a canine. Ugh, that is just disconcerting. Oh, and a uh, uvula. Uh, but Colin's a boy. Stop right there. Would you all stop commenting on my visibleness? Well, if you wouldn't do it all piecemeal like this, that'd help. Like having just the quaff without the rest of your hair is... I don't even know how to describe it. Do you really think I'm in control? Is that an eyebrow or half a mustache? It's pretty far below the quaff, so I'm calling it a mustache. It's looking a little bushy there, Colin. You try to trim your mustache when you're invisible. Oh, yeah. Seeing part of a band-aid. You have no idea the grooming challenges. So, we are finished with the talking on the important things, hmm? No, of course not, Doctor. We're, we're sorry. Ah, the hairs but not the nose. Classy, Colin. Oh, my God. I'll be in my lab. Again, not in my control. If you live in the town of French Lick, Indiana, we'd love to hear from you. Have you noticed strange plant life? Or maybe odd rumbling noises from deep underground? Perhaps your sleepwalking cousin disappeared one night and you found their fillings in a compost pile. Contact us at crew at oz-9.com. Meanwhile, Jesse, sorry, Captain Jesse and Le Bichon Frise are continuing their conversation in the dark of the bioswamp at night. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's log, star date. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow, we got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. In a world of covert culinary criminal coalitions, 
Giancarlo. Oui, chef. Reformed criminal and celebrity chef, Butch Orson. Prepare the brigade. Oui, chef. Is dragged back into the dark realm of criminal kitchens. Behind. When old rivals threaten his life's work. Corner. Butch is brought back. Hot. No, 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 no. For one. Last. Cook. Open. Pandora's oven. Yes, chef. John Wick meets Hell's Kitchen in Yes, Chef, a comedic actual play adventure of kooky culinary combat, refried revenge, and untold gastronomic horrors. Yes, Chef is out now on the Dungeons and Drimbus podcast feed. Butchie, a genuine pleasure to see ya. <laughs> Is this why you chose the name Bichon Freeze? Because you follow people around like a little dog? Not at all. Am I following for affection? Or because you are my prey? Neither one is going to work out well for you, FYI. Why did you choose that name anyway? It hardly inspires terror. Oh, exactement. No one expects such a sweet, charming creature to suddenly attack. So when they do... It is deadly. They don't, though. What? Attack? Ever? Of course they do. They are wild beasts. I don't think they are, actually. They're quite floppy and harmless, really. Perhaps we could move on. I don't have an answer for you if that's what you're wanting. Let me add a little fuel to the fire. Dr. Von Haberzieber. Dr. what? Von Haberzieber. So the plant's healing powers have limits. This is irrelevant. Merely a glitch. Ever thought maybe you were wrong and it's not a healer? What is that? Crap. Albert. He's been creeping closer and closer every time I come out here. Should we be heading? You're an assassin! Of humans! Humans do not have row upon row of huge, nasty teeth. Most of my clients have no teeth at all, actually. There is a surprising amount of money to be made in killing toothless old peoples. Come on. There's a cave over here we can hang out in. The entrance is too narrow for Albert to fit. A cave? About a spaceship? This is very strange. Name me one thing on this ship that isn't. I'll wait. Mm-hmm. I'm growing mushrooms in here, so watch your step. <laughs> they are glowing. Are they safe to eat? No idea. Remember that sandwich I was making earlier? The mustard came from a plant that makes you return your meal to sender, if you catch me. Which makes my mustard by far the safest thing I've eaten on this ship since I finished up all of Dr. Von Haberzetzer's Tic Tacs. You had Tic Tacs and you did not share? They were old, and I don't like you. So, what were you going to tell me about the good doctor? Or the bad doctor? Since I'm assuming Dr. Theo is actually the good one. He was healing me. Okay. 
Considering the state you were in when the plant grabbed you, he wasn't doing a very good job of it. I was play acting. You ate lint. I am dedicated to my craft. You were baked. Or rather, frozen. Fine. But now I am restored to my powers. And it is time to discover what Dr. Von... <clears throat> the doctor wanted from me. If he is also on my side, we three would be unstoppable. Is that all you've got? Give up my career, risk my life and my position on this ship, throw away my loyalty to the captain's code, to join a half-frozen baguette with a mustache that doesn't match, and a doctor who stores superpowers and appetizers. Don't do it, Captain Jesse. Crap. Greg? Was that you rustling around in there? Well, me and Albert. But I gave him a pretty good thump and he left me alone. I can help you, Captain Jesse. Please just give me a chance. Gravy's boat. I beg your pardon? Hello? What has happened to Greg? Late and I played a game the other night. Guess everyone's password. Come on. Help me move him into the cave. Why? leaving him here for Albert. Albert would solve a most inconvenient problem. Oli also told me the password to activate your tracker. All the settings. Perhaps I shall invite Leet for a picnic one day soon. Just for that, you're on the ass end. One, two, three. Oh, oh God. We should go. Quickly. We have been spending too much time together. Oh, it's adorable you think anyone's noticed. You think I'm adorable, do you? Perhaps we should pretend we are deep in L'Amour to explain our time alone. <laughs> You're going to be deep in le swamp, head first and flailing if you don't step aside. Après vous, ma capitaine. What did I say about following me around, eh? I am not following. There is only one door. As Greg's kidneys ring on, unanswered, those calling the Oz-9 are in a bit of a pickle, or more accurately, in a bit of a pod. Well now, looky here what landed in our laps, or is suspended above our heads, as the case may be. <laughs> Sothers. Why, is that Mrs. Sheffield over there in the leftmost pod? You're my favorite plant, so don't you go giving it indigestion now. I called her Gertie. Let us out, you bastards! Dr. Ben Marshall? Boy, do you like being eaten alive or something? Seems like you only just got out of one of these. Ben, stop moving around. How else am I supposed to get out of here? Certain carnivorous plants exude a hormone that has a sedative effect. Like... to calm me down? Well, yes. Oh, that's nice. 
No, it just makes you easier to eat. Stop squirming, but stay awake. Oh my god. Julie, my tattoo is gone. Yeah, that's concerning. Hold still, okay? I'll get us out of here. See now, you say that with more confidence than a hungry pyromaniac at a marshmallow factory. But I tend to think you're the marshmallows in this here particular simile. Metaphor. Beg your pardon? It's a metaphor, not a simile. At best, quite frankly. Well, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree. (sighs) Not at all. I'm right. You're wrong. Actually, I think it's just a comparison. Is it? Ah. Now seriously, where is Grandma Girl when you need her? Stuck in a giant plant creature. He's not saying we're actual pyromaniacs. Marshmallows. Now hold on, that wasn't the original statement. Who the hell cares? Oh Ben, I guess that sedative hasn't kicked in yet, has it? Shame. We're being eaten alive, and you're arguing grammar? Being eaten alive is no excuse for sloppiness, Benjamin, hmm? Yes, it is. Chin up. Oh, very well. Donna, are you ready? You betcha. No one's answering on the ass nine anyway. What took so long? If I wanted to be exfoliated, I'd make an appointment. Yeah, sorry. But it's not easy to reload in there. No, hang on there, Mr. Sothers. We're not finished. You had a gun? Oh, I have a bunch of guns. I don't think he's talking about your collection back in Minnesota. Neither am I, sweetie. How about you have a seat there, big fella? What in heaven's name? My God. Gertie! Oh, hey again. Looks like you got that hand all bandaged up nice. Yes. We have a nurse who lives on the ground. He was just making conversation, honey. I don't really care. Now what do we do? Yes, where are your other halves, hmm? Buck and the fellow with the shoes. <laughs> uh, come on, don't hold out now, gentlemen. There are plenty more plants in here who would happily tuck into a pair of meaty fellows like yourselves. Hmm? Have you no scruples? Scruples? Who taught you that word? Reader's Digest. I'm increasing my word power. Come on, talk. I don't want anyone else sneaking in here and feeding me to an overgrown houseplant. Careful, Ben. These aren't plants by human definition. Oh, what does that mean? She means they understand you. So please, to go on insulting them. I particularly enjoy it when they fight over a meal. (laughs) Is he serious? They can understand me? Mm, The tone of your voice, certainly, so keep it civil. Civil? To a plant. When did everything go so completely wrong? Oh, oh, perhaps that can be your replacement tattoo. Look nice. Little flower next to it. Hey, y'all. While I really do enjoy the banter in that, sun's going to be coming up soon, and I reckon that means more folks coming along. She's right. The day shift will be here in an hour. Alrighty, then. I reckon us four need to do a bit of a regroup, so... How's about we back out of here nice and slow and go find ourselves a Juicy Lucy? I have no idea what a Juicy Lucy is. Oh, it's real good. It's a hamburger with cheese inside the burger. 
You gotta have patience, though, because the cheese gets real hot. You ruined my entrance. Oh, oops. I do that. You go on and start over. You were doing real well. I've no idea what a Juicy Lucy is, but perhaps you'll be one? No, damn it. The moment has passed. No, I thought that was real good. I was terrified, personally. Where are you? Having to repeat the first line felt so forced. Sir? Yes, yes, very well. You're surrounded. And I do mean surrounded. It's wall-to-wall men with guns out there. My God, Felonius, what is our payroll like these days? The men do come in handy, sir. You, drop your weapon. It's not really mine, to be honest. Drop it anyway. You're all my prisoners. Gods, take them away. Excuse me. I was just doing the steps. Do you mind? Um, Can I just take a second to take some samples? What were you feeding these big guys? I can help Gertie if you just let go for a second. I'll put them in the tunnels, shall I? Yes, fine. Just make sure the gate is secure. Wait. Leave me the botanist. Hey, hey, hey. Ow, 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 ow. What's the alarm? Oi. Perhaps a little less, oh, you know, know. Watch those shoving. hands, mister. Red wings. Did you know your boots came from Minnesota? Surely. Perhaps she truly can save Gertie. And when she's done that, she can feed her. Are you sure, sir? I doubt she's strong enough to throw half a heifer up that high. No, idiot. She can feed Gertie? Yes, I did hear that. Oh, she can feed Gertie. With herself. As food. It's not nearly so dramatic sounding when your lackey explained it back to you. It was... Definitely dramatic, sir. Most chilling. As for the rest, confiscate their weapons and communications. The others will quickly take care of them. Perhaps we should schedule a horror movie marathon for the guests. To cover up the screams. Yes, all right. (sighs) This is a grotesque hour to be out of bed. I'm returning to my boudoir. Take care of everything, will you? Yes. I'll take care of everything, sir. As usual. Briefly freed, Donna, Ben, Mrs. Sheffield, and Julie are once again prisoners of Tiberius and Felonius. But who are these others who live in the tunnels deep below French Lick? And what, if anything, does former NBA star Larry Bird have to do with all of this? You've been listening to Shannon Perry as Madeline and Olivia, David S. Deer as Dr. Theo Brome, Tim Sherburn as Colin, Eric Perry as Joe, Mr. Southers, and Dr. Von Hoppesetzer, Richard Cowan as Leet and Tiberius, June Clark Eubanks as the Albatross, Bonnie Brantley as Jesse and Donna, Kevin Hall as Greg and Felonius, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, Erie Alexander as Julie, and me, Richard Nadolny, as your narrator. Our music is composed and performed by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. This episode was directed by June Clark Eubanks. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. 
We'd like to take a moment to thank our wonderful patrons. Andy Forey, Nathaniel Wagner, Vikram Baliga, Chris Naff, Julie Stewart. Steve Campbell, Michael Johnson, Stan Sitman, Heather McLaughlin, Sweet Bijou, Danielle Freeman, Megan Shaw, Janice Weston, Tamsin Shane, Relativity Podcast, Maisa Besara, Barry Heap, Louisa Wagner, T.H. Wyman, Corey Fouch, Kari David, Evan Milhouse, Eric Davis, Kiyomi and Greg, Emily Swanson, Stephen and Jazz LaFond, Anthony DeLoppi, DJ Silvis, Dwayne Farver, Kate Walinga, Eden Minucci, Fish Bonius Sound Design, Madam Kitty Paldi, Diana Wittenbrock, Nicole Aquavella, Nick Wesselman, R.J. Stonecipher, Craig Edwards, Marnie Warner, Travis and Shannon Hull, A Ninth World Journal, Talon Stradley, Jessica Vest, Raymond Morse, Karen Heimdall, Timothy J. Raymakers, and The Awkward Screw. Until next time, Space Monkeys, narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is routine update log number six for Dr. Edison Tucker concerning my research into the town of Jerusalem, Oregon, and the existence of the supernatural, paranormal, mythological, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. Anyway, since arriving, I've definitely encountered some stuff that could be classified under weird ass. I mean, where else does putting lamb's blood on people's doorways actually work as pest control? And nobody in town will talk to me about the picnic area near Lincoln's farm. Although, could be because everybody thinks I'm one of those monster hunting idiots. Which I'm not, okay? I am an experienced professional who takes my work extremely seriously, and I am going to prove this if it's the last thing I ever- Although, to be honest, I think the biggest mystery on my hands is how I'm going to survive living with Lucille Kensington, stuck-up extraordinaire. So, if you guys don't hear from me again, it wasn't something in the woods that got me. Probably. Where the Stars Fell. Available now wherever podcasts are found.